Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Hope you're doing well on this Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff, that's Todd. There's Director Matthew as well. You're you. You're listening and or watching or both to us, and we appreciate that very much. Thanks for doing that. And don't forget to like and subscribe to War Chant TV. Helps others find the product. We always appreciate that as well. So away we go. Let's get to it. Florida State sucks over the weekend. That was fairly predictable. And they are once again bounced early in the process. Uh, it's getting to be standard operating procedure that Florida State baseball is something other than a host for a regional and certainly someone who isn't winning them. So that is uh, what would lead, obviously, to much consternation. Uh, that is true of a program that prides itself on uh, the standard, the standard being that you get to Omaha and that you find a way, obviously, to, uh, to make a run, to give yourself the best opportunity to, to capture that very elusive, ever-elusive national championship. And while that always looms large over this baseball program, the other thing about this baseball program over the uh, entirety of my career in media and, and basically going all the way back to when I went to school here, um, it, it, the other thing about this program was that you could rely on it. You can rely on it to be good, really good. And that's what added to, that was the root of all of the frustration, right? It, that's what made us all so upset was that they were so good annually, so good year in and year out, that when you couldn't win the national championship, you thought, when? When is it going to be our time? When will Florida State finally cash it in? Mike Martin's been too good. The program has uh, been littered with all-world players for a very long time, and they've gone on deep runs, and they've had successful uh, stints and stretches where you thought it's just a matter of time. They're close. Uh, you know, obviously, Golden Spikes Award winners and everything else under the sun, and you thought it's going to happen. Uh to the extent that when it didn't, obviously, it led to the aforementioned consternation uh, of which I speak. But the problem now, and Corey Clark, our uh, our cohort here at Warchant.com, uh, wrote about it today, and he's right. He's spot on here. We we sometimes agree in, in, in total, other times partly, other times not at all, but he's spot on here. It is a greater concern. Uh, it is of greater concern for all of us that are watching this program in their efforts here lately uh, that it is it is that of a program that is diminishing in stature, it is that of a program that is no longer... Uh, filled with the expectations that I made reference to mere seconds ago, which was the annual run to the postseason with real gravitas, real weight to it, real belief that perhaps the squad as currently comprised will be the one to kick down the door and win the national championship. Now, those expectations don't really rightfully exist if we're being honest with ourselves, right? If we're being really uh, pragmatic. Uh, if we if we are looking at this and we're saying I'm a realist, you watched that team and you got to about the halfway point of the season and you said to yourself, "Oh, they can't win it. They don't do enough things well." The teams that didn't win it previous that left us frustrated, left us frustrated once again because they did a lot of things well. They hit for power. They got on base. They had enough starting pitching. They had at least two bullpen arms you felt really good about. They had speed. They had a lot of things 
they could reach back for in the biggest moments of the biggest games. And it was a misnomer for many years for this fan base to say that Florida State didn't win big games. Oh, contraire. They won a ton of big games. That's how you get to the College World Series is by winning a lot of big games. They just didn't win the final game, the national championship. But to get there as consistently as they did, for as long as they did, which led to those weighty expectations of which I speak, they had to be balanced, they had to be good across the board, and they always were, and they're not now. They're not now. They're bad at so many things. In a lot of ways... In a lot of ways, and this sounds strange, if you really think about this team statistically and also what you saw with your eyes, it's kind of a miracle they got there at all. It's kind of a miracle they were in a position to win another game in this regional and perhaps put themselves in a position to surprise folks at Auburn. Wouldn't have happened. They weren't going to beat Auburn. But, hey, they got that close to putting themselves in a position because when you consider – what they don't do well, which is virtually everything. It's tough to think of a way that they could have gone beyond this weekend, right? Like, we've gone from saying, what a bitter disappointment if they were upset, if they got beaten before they got out to Omaha. We've gone from saying, oh, that's tough, man. Golly, that was a good team. Baseball was just baseball this weekend, and they got nipped by a guy who was feeling it and dotting the corners, or there was that one errant throw, or that was that great play, or that great performance from an opposing team's pitcher, whatever it might have been. We've gone from saying, oh, what if, so close, this team was good, to I'd be very surprised if this team went on any kind of a run. Like, when they did go to Omaha, the 2019, we talk about it all the time, when, they, when we were in Baton Rouge, Tom, when we went there and we saw that upset as they swept that regional, and we got there and thought, oh, my God, we're in, we're in like, the backyard uh, of greatness, all these national titles that LSU has cashed in on, and this fan base, arguably the best in all of college baseball. I don't even know if it's arguable. I think they are. We got there, and we felt in awe to be there and thought, well, let's give it a go. Let's see what happens. We're not real good. I'm kind of surprised we're here. And then we won. We won. And it was stunning, though. Never forget that it was stunning that we won. That was not an all-time great LSU team. Obviously, we weren't good all year and then found a way. Got hot at the right time, won. My point is we were stunned by that result. And that truly was baseball being baseball. I'm trying to think back now on the last time that I expected Florida State to go on a deep run because the talent on the field, the week-to-week performance, the wins, the domination, the balance, the pitching, it was all on display for us to say, yeah, they'll win. They're good. That's a good team. They're going to host this regional. They'll dominate this regional. Then they're going to host the next week. And this is a tough place to come and play. We're the deeper team. We're going back to Omaha. Let's sit back and look at the other teams that are going to go to Omaha and see where do we sit in the pecking order of those teams. There's usually a hiccup along the way because baseball is baseball. After all, somebody gets upset that's a top eight national seed, and you're like, oh, well, we don't have to deal with Vanderbilt anymore. We don't have to deal with so-and-so anymore. Okay, who else is left? And we would circle two or three teams. The team that had won like 20 of their last 22 games and had a first-round pitcher in the making, right? 
We would look at a, a, a perennial power. We would look at somebody, let's say, like we'd see a Arizona State or a USC or something, and we'd go, okay, well, they're, they're good. Obviously, they're good. And then we would try to figure out where we sat amongst those elite teams. We're just not even close to doing that now. We can't run the bases. We just get willy-nilly picked off for no damn reason other than we're half asleep. Nobody communicates. They don't get on base. They swing and miss all the time. They don't have any power whatsoever. We haven't picked up the baseball in years and years. Years. We're just out here. Guys playing second base can't throw to first base. Guys at third, every time they get it, we go, hold your breath. Because this one's probably in the stands. Terrible angles on balls in the outfield. It's just a mess. And it's frustrating to no end. And you're wondering, how did we get here? How did we get to a place where the expectations are so low? Because, to be fair, I'm holding them to the standard that they set, and you're never a victim of your own success. It can be tough to live up and reach the bar that you've set, but you're not a victim of your success. That's the expectation, and that's what you'd want it to be, and that's what Mike Martin Jr. wants it to be. It's what his dad wanted it to be. It's what this program has been forever. In many ways, it has done us all very proud for freaking five decades. But right now, they're kind of an afterthought when we think of big-time college baseball. Like, big-time college baseball? Florida State's not coming to mind right now. Anybody who watches them play doesn't sit around thinking that's a threat to win the College World Series. And that's what we ought to be at all times here, a threat to win the College World Series. That's the standard. Now, they got a lot of things going against them. They're still retooling a roster, and I want to leave hope. I want to leave hope that that is still a process that, in the end, will win out, that that Meat will get enough players in here that some of the things of which I speak that they fail miserably in doing, they will get righted. They'll get more of the likes of Tibbs in here, and kids like it. Maybe. Maybe. But, man, I'm rightfully, and I think you are too, very concerned. And you know who else I think is concerned? Mike Martin Jr. And I don't think he's concerned because he thinks he's going to lose his job. He's not going to lose his job. And it's short of a mutiny, and I don't know of anything like that coming, but obviously uh, if, if, if a bunch of players decided to leave here, and that was an indicator of real problems in the clubhouse that we're unaware of from the outside. So I don't know if that's happening. It could be. Maybe not. Maybe, the, maybe they're one big happy family. Who knows? But what I would say is, short of something like that, he'll get another year. Understandably so, he'll get another year. But, man, you have got to see massive leaps forward in the quality of player in play and the consistency of the simplest things. Like, they're fundamentally flawed in ways that are staggering. How does that happen? Well, I know this. I know when I watch baseball or any sport, any sport, football, baseball, basketball, you name it, any sport I watch, if I'm watching a team that consistently doesn't do the little things well, doesn't do the very basic things required of you to succeed consistently in the sport, what do we all do? We rightfully say, what is going on in practice? Which is another way of saying, what is this coach doing? That is, that is standard operating procedure. 
when people are fundamentally flawed. It, it's true in individual sports, Tom. We watch a, a golfer fall to pieces, and we say, he needs to go somewhere else. He's better, he better go see Butch Harmon. Something's going on here with his swing. It's all out of whack. He's fundamentally flawed in what he's doing. He can't repeat it over and over and over again. We do it in all sports. It's the fairest thing in the world. I think if Mike Martin Jr. were sitting across from me right now, he would agree that that is the way that we view and assess players, coaches, teams that come up short of the standard. That is the normal way to go about your business. So I'd like to know, because I will tell you this, I've talked hours upon hours upon hours of baseball with Mike Martin Jr. And he is incredibly knowledgeable of baseball. If you talk with him about baseball, you would never walk away from that conversation thinking he doesn't understand what he's doing. Oh, no, the opposite is true. Those hour-long conversations that we have at the beginning of every season bears witness to that, does it not? Every time we play that interview, people come back feeling better about the direction of the program because of the thoroughness, the honesty, the candor in that interview that he gives, right? All of it's there. Objectively speaking, it's all there all the time. But when we watch this product... It would suggest otherwise. And that tells me something's broken. And that's where, if you listen to the post-game interview with Ian Scalaro, right, you could see it on his face. He's sad for the young man sitting next to him on his left. He's sad for his team. He's sad to have been bounced. He's frustrated. But you could see he's thinking. He's thinking that this is not working. He's thinking, what do I have to do? What do we have to do better? When he talks about we have to seriously assess, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, uh, our process, what we're doing, you're damn right. I mean, because the evidence that you see on the field would tell you that whatever knowledge you have is not being passed on in a way that is accessible and then executable. Because they're not. They, they suck at most things. They don't walk. They don't get on base at all. They run the bases like children. They can't pick up the ball ever. And now they don't hit for power at all either. What, what is it you say you do here? I mean, at some point, you got to give me something. Like, if you can't hit for power and you're a bunch of slappies, you better be able to pick it. You better not give up runs defensively. You better make the other team really earn it. Okay, we're going to pitch, we're going to play defense, and then we're going to have to recruit some power because right now we don't have any. Okay, well, that's fine. Not every team has everything that you can just check, 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 check. Got it. Those are the special teams. But this team doesn't have that. They, they They don't do that well. And at the end of the year, the pitching wasn't even any good. At the end of the year, the thing that you thought you could fall back on, which was this front line pitching, it fell to pieces too. Some more than others. But, I mean, by the, by the season's end, did you think Hubbard was going to go out there and get anybody out for like, a prolonged period of time? Was Hubbard ever going to give you more than, say, five innings? He didn't think that. So, you know, I, I don't know that I'm even mad. Like, this doesn't require a bunch of hooping and hollering. This isn't one of these over-the-top diatribes, I'm so angry. This is a – they got a lot of work to do and a lot of things to figure out. And a lot of questions to answer, and they would admit that. He would admit that. I believe that is true. I think he knows that that ain't it. That ain't it, man. That's terrible. We're an afterthought and also ran. We're barely making it into the tournament, apparently. And once we get there, we look like a team that barely made it into the tournament. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. 
passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show brought to you by orange theory fitness two tallahassee locations midtown on thomasville road and north side in the village common shopping center online at orangetheoryfitness.com don't forget to uh, remove the intimidation of a home loan by going to see my friends the legendary team at hamilton home loans chad and shannon give them a call today if you're uh, interested in the process and how it is that they ease your mind and take you through this and make it a five-star experience. Um, They are partnered with us here on the Jeff Cameron Show. We are partnered with them for good reason. Uh, We can vouch for the good work that Chad and Shannon do. 844-FSU-LOAN. That's the phone number to call, or you can check them out, fsuhomeloans.com. But all the uh, the mortgage process can be intimidating. doesn't have to be. They help alleviate all of that. It's definitely a different kind of mortgage experience and one that you'll appreciate. Actually, really appreciate because in the midst of all of it, you'll have an opportunity to talk about the Knowles, as we do every day. So that is Hamilton Home Loans, 844-FSU-LOAN. The reason that you will is they're both diehard, diehard Knowles. And, uh, again, FSUHomeLoans.com. So, Hamilton Home Loans. Good news for Florida State basketball. International prospect in the form of Baba Miller has committed to Florida State. He is the top international uh, basketball prospect looking to play college basketball. That's good. He's 18 years old. He's 6'11 with a 7'2 wingspan. Can play both out on the perimeter but has some size so he can get a little bit closer to the basket, too, although... Sounds more Euro in nature than not uh, in terms of uh, a perimeter shooter. I like this development, though, and, and by development, I mean physically for him because at 14, he was 6'2". Six six two. Two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a huge growth spurt in a few years. We've had a player like that once upon a time. Mm-hmm. His name was Fiondu Cabangale, who was a two-guard when we started on him. By the time that he committed and enrolled at Florida State, he was a tweener. He was a wing. So uh, we have a track record of being able to deal with a player like this. Also, the thing that's obvious is if he's considering Gonzaga or FSU, that is a baseline for a good prospect. Yeah, that's the uh, second part of where I was going there is that we oftentimes, without a fundamental grasp of who a player is, especially a player playing uh, for the uh, Real Madrid B team uh, league, uh, you know, I, I don't watch him. It's gambling, as, as much gambling as I like to do, I, I, I'm not invested in those leagues. Uh, so that'd be a problem. Right. You're B, on the, B leagues? You're on the gold level right now. You're not on platinum level. If yeah. you knew about this kid based upon FIBA under-18 league play and you were wagering on FIBA under-18 league yeah. play, yeah. that would be platinum level gambling. That'd be something, huh? So he's, uh, at, uh, yeah, the, 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 the EBA league or whatever, yeah, that, that's, he's not there. Uh, I don't I don't know uh, what he did there other than what the stats tell me, but I didn't watch him. He scored 11 points a game. I know that. Uh, but I know that uh, 
if you're competing against Gonzaga for a player and they've evaluated him, I feel good about having won that individual battle. Ironic that this comes out uh, this week as my son is at the Leonard Hamilton basketball camp. And, oh, by the way, uh, Ray Allen is there. What? Ray Allen is at the FSU basketball, Leonard Hamilton basketball camp. He was there last night. Crazy. I was like, why is Ray Allen here? This is insane. But he is. Did you go hang out? I didn't. I saw him, but I didn't hang out. It was awkward. I, a lot of people were in awe that Ray Allen was just standing there. And how tall is he? Very. Yeah. Uh, and yet he was a shorter player yeah, in his day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just amazing. I think I figured out. I think I think he's here. His son is part of. Uh, there's like a hundred and something basketball uh, squads coming to town starting Friday. I think that's right. Hundred and forty something. It's nuts. Um, so the camp ends Thursday. And then Friday, all these high school teams play this tournament. And uh, anyhow, long story short, all I, the kids on the court at one time, half court. <laughs> I have suspicion uh, that, that that Ray Allen's son must be amongst them. Otherwise, I don't know why he'd be here. But it's really cool that he is, and it was really cool for my son to see him because my son is an NBA uh, nut and uh, and and knows who he is. And texted me the second uh, that he realized. I it was funny. I was leaving. Last night when I saw him and went, well, that, that's Ray Allen. Well, that's odd. And then I kept walking because he was being besieged by people. And then I went and got in my car and I called my wife and I went, Ray Allen's here. This is bizarre. And then about 45 minutes later, I get a text, Ray Allen's here, Dad. <laughs> yeah. So. You should have texted back, bang. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Great. The, always great call. Um, but nonetheless, uh, that camp's going on, and it's a good week for Florida State basketball and for the Leonard Hamilton camp, and now a, a player that uh, you know you're happy to bring in, especially after John Butler said uh, peace and took it to the NBA. So um, I don't know that this is enough for me to say, all right, they're they're going to turn it around and make a deep run next year, anything like that. I, I don't know enough about this player other than he's got a seven, two wingspan and a lot of people wanted him to come play. And that's a great get. And so I'm excited, but, um, I think they, they still have a lot of work to do. So we, we shall see. I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for it to happen. I tell you the one thing I want to be wrong about, I make a lot of predictions here all the time. Sometimes I get them partly right. Sometimes I get them totally right. Sometimes I get them totally wrong. And I would love to be totally wrong on my thought that Florida state's not going to return to the level. I said it last week. Um, that I don't think Florida State will return to the level that they were when they got screwed out of the COVID season when I think they would have gone to the Final Four. I, I don't think they're going to get back to that place. Uh, and that disappoints me because I love Leonard Hamilton. Uh, and I wanted that for him before he left here as much as I wanted it for FSU. And I rarely say that about coaches, but I feel strongly about who he is as a man. So I did want that for him, but I, I don't think they'll get back there. This is a big step in the right direction. For me, the next step, I can't know until November. And that's the beginning of the season. I just want to see what the attitude of the team is. Not in the exhibition games they're going to play, but inevitably you play Florida early on in the season. There might be uh, – I know ACC Big Ten is in December, but usually there's another game or two, maybe a tournament around Thanksgiving or whatever, where you can see what is the mental makeup of this group. I got to see it. I got to see that they're tougher physically and mentally. Well, if they are to go along with this talented addition, and now you've got a grad transfer coming from the Ivy League who can bang the on the glass, yeah, right? That, player, yeah. That's what you need. Well, let me let me say this. Uh, our concern, we shared this concern, was that the culture, which had been the big winner here, that what had been developed here over time, allowed for Florida State to punch above their weight class. 
kids that maybe otherwise would have never thought about going to Florida State went to Florida State, not just because they were having success in producing players to the NBA, which is important. If you're going to get the upper crust talent, you have to show that you can arrive to the NBA from here playing the style of basketball that Florida State plays, where we play so many guys throughout the course of a year. You have to find that guy who's willing to be unselfish to basically be the sixth man of the year. You know, a guy who's willing to not start despite having starter skills and to buy into a program, buy into a culture. That is what was under assault, we thought, last year, was that this culture that had always really taken hold of every individual, no matter what they were before they got here, didn't appear to have done so with a couple of guys, a couple that we're rolling our eyes at a little bit, uh, partly for a lack of toughness, also rumors of discontent, that sort of thing, really troubled us. This is a culture win. His quote quote is that, and I'll read it directly, uh, the style of play matches mine with my abilities and the freedom that they give their players to make plays at any position. I love the culture at Florida State. As soon as I got there, I could see the brotherhood that they have on this team. They have a tight relationship between the players and the coaches. I love the vibes I got from the team when I was there. That's a good sign because we were worried about it. Yeah, well, it, it's saying all the right things, but I don't think given his options – and even though yeah, Drew, Gonzaga. even though Timmy came back, I think that that set the wheels in motion and made it a little bit easier on us. But he still could have gone, or he could have gone somewhere else. Um, that he said the right things is is a good step. But I mean, yeah, you look at how many consecutive years where the game is in the balance, and and even though you've got a good feeling about we're going to be tough, the game is still in the balance. Somebody else has the basketball; they're yeah. going to shoot. You could lose. You could lose in those moments. And you look at our record in one score games or the overtime streak that this program's had, which is unbelievable. All of those are because of little things and because of the character. It's, you know, basically the opposite of what baseball is right now, where you knew that they would be greater than the sum of their parts in some nights. And even though they had a bad night from the field, because there was whatever that intangible was, they'll be in a position to win the basketball game. And they won a lot of them where they had their B stuff or their C stuff. But this past year, they looked disinterested at times and I think that's more than fair to say disinterested it's probably a worse word out there I think it's going to be important to to note that there then obviously there are a lot of guys that they you know a lot of other players that they're going to be counting on beyond Matthew Cleveland and say Caleb Mills if he can get tougher whatever that might look like but you know I think we should note that getting Darren Green the transfer from UCF Who's a scorer, obviously, and light up, and a really experienced player in the backcourt, which right. they need, and he's tough. Uh, and then you mentioned Jalen Ganey, uh, the 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 Ivy League player, the the center from Brown, who's who's so tough. Yeah. yeah. So that 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 will be a big deal. And this kid can shoot from the perimeter. Yep. Mm-hmm. The well, one we just added, Bob Miller. Yeah, I mean. yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, he was thirty five percent from three. That'll work. Um, Right. Let's just he yeah. can stretch, play that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you're kind of resetting the John Butler you are. experiment. You thing. are. You are. But that stretches the floor along with a couple of guys. You've got more options that when they let it go from the perimeter, you're thinking that's going to that change. That could go in. That could go in. Whereas yeah. this year, for long stretches, it was well, this is a useless possession. So, good news for Florida State basketball on the heels of me documenting the bad news for Florida State baseball. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is sponsored by the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans. Great rates, cutting edge technology, and transparent communication is the recipe for a five star mortgage experience at FSUHomeLoans.com. 
Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Good Monday, everybody. Thanks again for joining us. Surprisingly busy times. Drove past the uh, the camp that's going on over there for all the latest on the camp with all the kids. Oh, my God. No thanks. No thanks for me over there. Uh, for you, for yeah. For me, for me. It was oh. awkward. Oh, man. Uh, it's not a no. Go to the site. That is a thanks. That's a good. Yeah, no, Warchant.com's got you covered on all that stuff, but, man, I'm glad I don't have to cover that. Woo! I saw Austin. He didn't see me. I was just flying past that camp on my way home. I'm like, ooh, I'm out of here. This sucks for you. Thank goodness we've got somebody there willing to work so hard and give us the insight. There's a lot of folks at Warchant who do just that. That was actually going to be my assignment. Oh, no. But then, uh, <laughs> hey, man, you know. You would have hated it. I would have worked through it, and we you would have been found, fine. You would have found a way. We I would mean, have been fine. Yeah. But uh, I, instead, I went to Auburn. So, and I got to take in that you game on Saturday. Watch, you got to watch <laughs> the twenty-one to seven ass kicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stayed for every pitch. That's how much I care. Well, at some point you have to, right? At some point you're yeah, like, I'm, yeah. I'm locking in. That's it. I'm gonna be here for this historic beatdown. Well, you know, the night was wearing on. It was four hours old. It got late. It did. Four hundred pitches, and I looked at Jamie and I said, someday. When we go back to Omaha, it's going to mean more because we're sitting here tonight. Yeah, that's the way to watch That's what this you have to tell yourself. Yeah. The, As I lied to myself. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. that's what you have to do in that situation. I felt bad for you because I knew you were there, and I too was watching that game late into the night, but I did so with Cigar City Highlight. And so at some point when it was 11 or 12 or whatever to one, I, I decided to get another Highlight. Yeah, yeah. And they were tall boys. You know that Auburn is still in the uh, the dark Stone ages. ages? It's can't the drink there. Designated tent areas, and they're worse than LSU's. They're well. Way remember worse. when we were at LSU, they were so mad that they had to go to those designated areas. Mm-hmm. But they were one year removed. They were one year away yes. from being able to have so, it at the ballpark. Yeah, I thought the gateway was open for all SEC clubs. Now I get it's an NCAA event, but that shouldn't matter. Whatever the local rules are, the local rules are, and um, yeah. The tents were they, they didn't even have seating, so I never went. I never went to no, it for one no, second. Yeah. But I can tell you from about oh I don't know the bottom of the fifth because we were the home team, maybe the top of the sixth. All I could think about was an ice cold beer. Oh well, for that's good all reason, I could think about. It gets old, a little monotonous watching Auburn or any opponent for that matter yeah. score again against Florida State and again and again and again. And here oh, comes and we kicked the ball around. And then let's just throw it anywhere we like. And we got picked uh, off on a ball four on second. How what? How that? do you get picked off between oh, second and dude, third on ball four with uh, a base when empty? When I watch our guys getting picked off on the regular, I just I, these days I just chuckle. And there's like two guys in one in the UCLA game. It happened yeah. twice. Yes. Yeah. You're like, okay, so in a one-run game, we're going to get a willy-nilly dude's just getting picked off. Right. And then we're going to head the baseball towards the mound. <laughs> like, what, what in the world? That's just – but it's not what in the world. It's no. It's in the world every day. That And the question is, are we going to do enough to overcome? It, it reminds me – Yeah, we put a, a lot of obstacles in our way yeah. to success. Teenage high school me watching Florida State with Chris Ricks at the helm. There are going to be points on the board for the other team today. In fact, basically, they're already there. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. between Can six. Can we overcome? Right. right. Yeah. Six to ten points. After his freshman season, six to ten points are on the board for the opponent. Are we going to have enough in the tank to overcome those six to ten points? And that's what it feels like. With you know, We're giving away. It's we're a tough extending thing to watch. the game by four or five outs, give yeah. or take. So there's an extra oh, half man. an inning, maybe two innings worth of outs. Sometimes, play here. some games, there are 
in total, an extra two innings worth of work that our right. pitching staff has to deal with because guys can't communicate and or just pick up a ball routinely and throw it first. Right. Like when you add up the net effect of the defense along with the base running on the other side, you're losing about two innings worth of baseball or work. Hey, right. so when we won 5-3, to three, yep. five to 5-3, yep. were you thinking when Lacey threw that ball 170 <laughs> miles per hour over first base, which, by the way, everybody in the stadium knew was going to happen as soon as he picked it up? I didn't, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I no, did. Uh, I know, I know. So Maybe it makes me exceptional for all the wrong reasons. Okay. Because he crow hopped earlier, an inning earlier, and he threw it on the money. So I was little, like, oh, okay, all right. A little high. And that was why maybe the angle you couldn't see. It was a little high. And so – Terrell's really tall, though. I mean, it was within the strike zone. Which means that it's real high if he's not that tall. <laughs> so I remember thinking, that seemed a little up the ladder and I mean, unnecessary. And then, that, and then that play, and he's holding. It didn't matter. We won the game. But he's holding it, holding it. I'm like, why are you holding it so long? Man, here we go. It's not Kevin Cash over there. I hate the crow hop because it usually doesn't work, but it had previously worked. That's why I was like, okay, we're fine. I mean, listen, you, you could say the Jameis throw to Kelvin Benjamin was high, but, or you no, could no, say no, no, that no. he knew what he was <laughs> doing. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there it is. Anyhow, long story short, back to this, because this is a better, better news story, if you will, regarding Florida State. Three Knowles are on the ballot for the College Football Hall of Fame class of 2023. That's good news. That was announced today. Running back Warwick Dunn should be a shoe-in. What are we waiting on? Let's go. Sebastian Janikowski should be a shoe-in. Oh, yeah. I mean, all-time great, uh, obviously. And then Peter Warwick, which I can't believe hasn't already happened. So there you go. That ought to be a three for three. Let's go. Boy, oh, boy. Now, here's interesting content. Mm. In what order? If you could only pick one, in what order? And you get one <sighs> here. These are your three, not anybody else. I know that there are other Knowles who deserve to be in. But it took Marvin Jones forever. Right. Should have taken 30 seconds. So you only get one this year, one next year, one the year after that. And these are your three players. Is it just by default that Jano is, is going third because he's a kicker? Because he was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. And I like that he was just such an ass about it all the time. And I love that about him. I mean, you talk about the mental makeup, the toughness. Uh, no, I Warwick Dunn was, uh, I mean, to me, that's, that's from when you think about the amount of time that he was productive. Yeah, it's Warwick Dunn. And then it's Peter Warwick. It was, That's tough, though. Well, he's preternaturally great, though. He you was, could go Peter Warwick one. If, if we had lived in a, a modern time, uh, him getting a hookup from a friend uh, would not have oh. cost him his opportunity to, to, win an, uh, to win a Heisman, which he most assuredly should have, given that the award goes to the best player in college football, and he was the best player in college football. They're both exceptional players, but the bulb burned brighter for Peter Warwick, right? Isn't mm, that fair to say? Yeah, he was... I just remember being in awe all the time watching the stop-start, the stop-start and uh, the way that – I mean, these are elite athletes on the field simultaneously in some of these games. And you're watching this play out in a way in which you feel bad for said elite athlete on the other side. Like, oh, sir, this is not going to win end well for you. You're in the open field with Peter Warwick. There's nothing you can do. I don't care who you are, how good your career is going to be at the next level. You're not stopping him. Had he not got hurt at the next level? I think nationally it would be Peter Wark first because of the iconic catch in the national championship game. Because the he has so like, many plays. Like people that. around the country might not remember Ward to Dunn. 
which is an unbelievable signature moment that this fan base knows intimately. So yeah. do you, you were in the building. But I think the college football world knows the Peter Warwick play and that Sugar Bowl against Michael Vick more than they would know some of the ins and outs of the amazing things and moments that Warwick Dunn had as Noel. Like they know that he's a Hall of Famer, but the Peter Warwick moments kind of, they make the highlight reel on the commercial 20 years later, 30 years later. That's, that's what he has. When you go watch the YouTube uh, video that whoever it was put together for Peter Warwick, um, I mean, those plays I watched in real time, and, and I remember it um, like it was yesterday. But I remember that it is very rare we do this. When you're immersed in something, when it's happening right before you, you can recognize greatness. You can recognize that a player is the best player on the field. You know, we do that all the time. We'll watch a game, and you're like, well, that guy's probably the best player on the field right now. But it's very rare that you have the ability to step away from it long enough to, to kind of try to place them in historical categories where you say, all right, well, and so if somebody like me, I'm 50, if I would say, did I see anybody in the 80s that I can tell you he's appreciably better than? Like the best five players I saw in the 80s, is he appreciably better than? And in the case of Peter Warwick, the answer was always yes. Like, and then years later, after his career was over, they were there would be special players in the college game, and I'd be like, "Well, Peter Warwick was a lot better than that guy, and that guy's the best player in the game right now." That's like how great he was. You kind of always knew it. Okay, so let me ask you this: Have we had a receiver since Peter Warwick that's as good as Peter? Warwick? No. Has it been close? No, no. Right. Peter, well, no. Peter was a Peter was a freak, a freak. The the poor lesser than opponents, the teams that were not Miami or Florida, right? It, and he let them up too, by the way. But the, the, any of those poor ACC teams, you'd be like, oh, no, this poor man. We're closing in on the silver anniversary of Peter Warwick playing here at Florida State. The answer should be yes. We have had a receiver close. Mm -mm. And we should have four or five of them at minimum. Mm -mm. But that's what we are here. And that's always the, the thing that I play. It's the instrument nobody wants to hear. But we are not nearly as good at wide receiver as we should be as a program in, in the lore of the program. That is correct. Um, that would have been offset had we bothered to just hang on to Randy Moss. <laughs> yes. It might have changed the course of things because then he and the aforementioned, although uh, that would have split the Heisman votes. It's okay. We would have won, won the national championship. That's right. yeah, and I just yeah. think, let everybody argue well, about Cannell which. Won, the, yeah, Cannell yeah, would have won a Heisman. Yeah. yeah. It was it was unreal. Uh, it was a special time to to be here and to be a part of that and to watch that and to cover that and to and to see that. It, it was just it was dumb uh, the stuff that he did. And we would, I mean, this is one of those things. You're right about this when we talk about receivers. Peter Warwick was so special that okay, we can get into the physical tools. We can talk about you know speed, strength, good hands, all those things, vision. Uh, the stop-start is what everybody knows. I mean, he could stop-start on a dime, and it was hilarious to watch people run past and just look foolish. But you know when somebody is different, when the only thing people that have watched a ton of football can do is to giggle. Barry Sanders made us giggle. Like, when you watch Barry Sanders in the pros, that's how good Barry Sanders was, in the pros, you'd go, <laughs> And you just chuckle a little bit because nobody should be able to do that. It's like when you watch Connor McDavid right now. and When you're watching regular season hockey, if you flip around and flip over to Ed Edmonton, you watch him, you're like, well, that, Jesus, that's embarrassing. Even last round. Yes, yeah. where you're just kind of like, well, that's embarrassing. And these are the best in the world being right. humiliated. Right. 
that's Peter Warwick would do that all the time. Yeah. Where, where you just kind of go. <laughs> James did that. Dalvin did that. Oh well, Dalvin did it a lot. Yeah, Dalvin that's did. the Dalvin easiest example. Like yeah. you know, for the youngins, eventually, because I'm 35 now, I'm gonna have lots of youngins saying, "So who was the best player you saw in town?" It's mm. Dalvin. I mean, oh yeah, Dalvin was freakishly good. It just we went through it together. It was almost mm. like a, a shared experience and metanoia. Uh, <laughs> when you're like, oh wait, it's not that everybody sucks at tackling. He's just got a density to him that we can't quantify it the by looking game, at him. Uh, at Louisville. Uh, uh, the Louisville game Louisville off our own game. two or whatever, where yeah. he breaks all those tackles and goes 98. I, I don't know. That was the weight game. That was the weight game. game he ended it, up pulling his hammy later in that he, game. He, he, that run. He didn't come back. Yeah. He had over 100 yards rushing. No, it was the Louisville game subsequent to that. Yeah, it was where a he's noon bouncing kick. off people. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's running towards where the band used to be. I know that they switched sides mm-hmm. now, but where the band, like the club section. Yeah, yeah. We were just chuckling. Like, at some point, this isn't bad tackling. He's right. just strong as hell. Yeah, yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, yeah. it was that Monday. We're like, can we just say that, that it's not that yeah, anymore? Yeah, dude's really strong. Yeah, because it looked almost like a like like when they would screw you in a video game when the computer's computer uh, controlled yep. team is down twenty. God mode. And then all of a sudden, you can't tackle anybody. Uh, and and you're like, what? I can't tackle this guy now. Yeah. What, are we, what are we doing around here? FCS right? yeah, East yeah, yeah. is blocking your all-American defensive line <laughs> yeah. for 12 seconds. You're like, this yeah. is ridiculous. Oh, I see. That's what he did all the time. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chat TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is sponsored by the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans. Great rates, cutting-edge technology, and transparent communication is the recipe for a five-star mortgage experience at fsuhomeloans.com. You know, I failed to make mention here a moment ago. Thanks, Marcus. Appreciate your uh, contributions to our work, and I appreciate you watching, listening to the program. Uh, Didn't mention it earlier. Meant to. He asks this question, so I'll answer it. Uh, JCS crew, I missed you on Lucy Goosey Friday. We were on. We were on. We just couldn't interact. Jeff was speaking on his Expos hat last week. Just curious, what are your qualifications for a good hat? I need a deep bucket for my big head. You? Much love. Uh, Thanks, Marcus. Uh, Well, I got a big head, too. Um, Smaller than when I had hair when I had to wear giant hats because I had hair and a big head. Now I just have a big head. What's your fitted size? Like seven and three-eighths or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. around the same. Yeah. Um, But uh, these days... They make the uh, the flex fit so well. Uh, the inner the, the liner, for example, inside of this cap and many of the caps that they make is that one that way. I don't think it is. Pull, you know, look inside to see. Your, um, but those caps uh, are almost a requirement now for me. I, I won't buy caps otherwise. And um, and then secondarily, I I used to only buy fitted caps, but I don't do that anymore because. The sweat, the, the fitted caps that I sweat through for some reason, I don't understand how this works. I've had two hats that I that were golf hats. Yeah, they shrink on you. No, like they got they got bigger somehow. Yeah, bigger. One of them got bigger. I don't oh, know what okay. I did. I don't. I don't know. What I did well, you must have had a good day. I don't know. Feeling good about <laughs> yeah. yourself. Uh, so nonetheless, uh, I, bottom line is um, they just have to be light, light. Yeah. As in like weight, um, and and then of course I like the inside flex. There you go. Yeah, you can do an adjustable. You wear more adjustable hats than, than I do. I, I used to I used to never wear adjustable, but I yeah. do wear more of them now. Yeah, same. Maybe that's something that comes with age. It's like you're just more okay with it. But, uh, 
yeah, I'm a seven and three quarters, seven and five eighths fitted guy. You've got to try those on. Don't order those online. No, it's you got to try them on because they all fit them, differently. They will, and and they'll pinch your temple if it's just wrong, and that'll lead to a headache, and then you then you start to resent the hat. Can't have that. I like the deep buckets though. I like when the buckets are deeper. I don't like the flat hats that are kind of right, you know, just kind of. I don't either. They almost don't even look like hats. I, I need the curvature. I also don't like the flat bill. Our buddy Bill yep. loves to wear the flat bills. I, I don't know why. I, I can't curve stand mine the flat bills. If, if I get the that one. But they've yeah. got the low crown fitted hat now too, which gives you more of a curve to the bill. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's got to have the deep bucket. That's the one thing. Or else if it's too high on the forehead, what's the point? <laughs> I do think that uh, – what is this question? Oh, sorry. You're talking about uh, – I just saw where uh, somebody was worried about uh, players that we'd kicked out, wide receiver, all that stuff. Um, anyhow, back to this. We haven't had the run of receivers that we should. And I think that in the next five years, Tom, it's going to change. It's going to change. You think so? Well, because I think it's going to be a change. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, I think they already tried to make a change and it didn't happen. Don't you worry. Micah Pittman. I'll tell you what, this better be a year. This better be a year because those receivers are going to need to help this team out. If we're getting to where we got to go, where we have to go, this has to be that kind of year. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with